In Ag and Review for the week ending March 7th, we had this update regarding the tri-state water war. Well, it seems that the U.S. Supreme Court is at least considering getting involved in the long-running water dispute involving Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, as it has requested the federal government's views on the lawsuit filed last year by Florida. According to the News Service of Florida, justices invited the U.S. Solicitor General to submit a brief about the case, which of course stems from questions about whether Georgia water withdrawals have damaged Apalachicola Bay in northwest Florida. The three states have battled for more than 20 years about the water in Apalachicola, Chattahoochee, Flint River Basin, with Florida arguing that the water use at the top of the system in the metro Atlanta area has cut the flow of fresh water downstream to Apalachicola Bay and damaged the area's signature oyster industry. At the time of the filing of the lawsuit by Florida back in October, a spokesman for Georgia Governor Nathan Deal said it was frivolous. And with details regarding a new bill introduced in the House, Randall Wiseman had this. This is actually a companion bill to one introduced in the Senate last year in response to the release of personal information of more than 80,000 producers in 29 states to three radical environmental groups through a Freedom of Information Act request back in February and April of 2013. U.S. Representatives Rick Crawford of Arkansas, Lee Terry of Nebraska, Mike McIntyre from North Carolina, and Jim Costa from California introduced the legislation which pleases the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Their president, Bob McCann, said there's no justification for the blatant disregard of producers' privacy. To turn this information over to anyone isn't just reckless, but it poses serious agro-terrorism threats. EPA says it doesn't have statutory authority to protect producers' personal information, but this new legislation would provide EPA with the ability to do so in the future. NCBA applauds the representatives for introducing this bill and urges Congress to step in and provide relief to livestock producers in this matter. And we wrap up for this week with this report from Tyron Spearman looking at the timeline for Farm Bill implementation. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack was discussing the timetable for implementing the commodity title of the new Farm Bill and told farmers this past week at the Commodity Classics, it's awfully nice to come here, he said, and talk about the passage of the Farm Bill. He said that the major commodity programs, agricultural risk coverage and price loss coverage, the USDA will spend about $3 million provided by Congress to establish training and educational materials through all the land-grant colleges and the Cooperative Extension Service. He says he hopes that information will be available early this summer so farmers will know what's happening in this bill. USDA hopes to publish regulations on the new programs this fall and give farmers an opportunity to update their production histories and be put in a position to decide which of the new programs to sign up for. He said the schedule should give USDA enough time to compile the data for most commodities and release the regulations so that farmers can make timely decisions. But because one or wheat farmers may have to make program decisions before all the information is available, they'll be able to reconsider and will not be obligated to make premium payments. A farm crop insurance pilot program will be in place, he said, in 2015. The new cotton stacks program will not be available until 2015. He said the USDA will work to write a section called Actively Engaged in Farming, and that will be coming up a little bit later. He said payments will be made on schedule for programs that are already in place. This includes the Marketing Loan Program, the Milk Income Loss Contract Program for dairy farmers, and the sugar programs. The disaster programs will start making their applications on April the 15th. And don't forget, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.